Welcome to the Soul Too Early Sports Card Podcast, the only sports card podcast given a true gem plus by Beckett. That's Kai. I'm calling C Blaster Sexy Time. <laughs> and welcome to episode 26 of this podcast. First off, gotta say, that is my favorite intro we've ever done. Gotta love when there's some good memes that come out right before you record. Kai, how the hell you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, lots of card stuff running through my brain lately, you know kind of a lot going on uh graduating in a month so lots going on what about you i mean it's very funny that you're so focused on cards and i spent the last like kind of week not really in a rut but like kind of just trying to figure out like where things were i was experiencing like burnout at my job and a little bit in cards i have some notes on it but like it's very interesting to see like this whole experience like the the ups and downs of it and then being able to come on a platform and be able to talk about it. Like you are going to have, you know, the days where like, man, I love this hobby. This is incredible. And other times where it's like, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah. I mean, I was kind of in a funk, but I feel better now uh, because spring has sprung like in New Jersey. It's like 60 to 75 degrees now. I think right now as I'm recording, it's approaching 80 degrees. Global warming is amazing. Obviously I'm totally kidding. Wink, wink, but I will take the sun and the nice weather while I have it before uh, I have beachfront property because, you know, <laughs> everything will melt. Um, super exciting, though. Um, I just think, like, better weather kind of just, like, makes me feel, like, I, I enjoy everything more when it's, like, sunny out. Like, I'm able to, like, enjoy, like, good weather. I know, you know, you're in Florida, so it's always kind of, like, sunny. Yeah. Maybe kind of humid. The, the, the 100 degrees gets a little brutal sometimes, but other than that. You were born, where, nice. where were you born and raised? Were you born in like Florida? Was, yeah, I've never never left Florida for I, living. Yeah. Damn, and you only like travel like for card stuff, right? Have you ever like traveled like outside of like the sports card stuff or I mean briefly, like nowhere crazy though. Yeah, don't go to don't go to Northeast. It sucks here. It's never tough. been out of the country. Yeah, that's kind of fun. That's that's something you should do. But you know, being able to travel, be able to do all this great stuff, you know, there's a lot of positive positives of that. And thinking about those positives is kind of how I was able to like deal with like my hobby burnout and like work burnout too, because I just realized like at the end of the day, like all the shit that kind of bothers me in sports courage, which a lot of it we are going to talk about influencers, quote unquote, the flaunting of, of goods and cash and all the stuff. And like all this other shit, like it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't just, it doesn't mean anything like when you're flaunting cash or money or valuables, whatever, it's just like, you know, this is a hobby that is 98% men who are most likely between the ages of like 13 to 60. You're just trying to impress dudes. Like, I don't get it. And once you like, (laughs) once you understand the like, all right, I don't know why you're doing this. It's stupid. You feel better and you just kind of work with it. Um, I, I just, I, I try to keep it simple. And I think when you just realize like at the end of the day that, people who are flaunting cash most likely have no game and like can't talk to girls in real life you feel better about yourself i don't know like you just you make yourself feel better yeah the whole like posting the stacks of money on like your card instagram stories never really like made sense to me i don't know i mean i guess but then you feel so empowered kai when you have five dollar bills and like you know yeah i I don't know what the point is like because you're showing you're better than everyone else that's why how yeah, dare you? Not? I mean, some of these accounts like aren't even 
like uh, it doesn't seem like they're doing a great job buying whatever they're buying if, like with all this money i don't know yeah i mean listen <laughs> they it's 100 true that like i think we've mentioned this if i was like a good little soldier and like i didn't call out things that i think is bullshit i'd probably be a better business person but i don't really want to ever be like that you know, I, I've definitely learned a lot from cards, but I've also realized like keeping a low profile is so much better. Like you have to imagine the people that are flaunting cash or money or valuables, whatever, you know, have an address that either if it's a PO box or whatever, you're you're putting your information out there. And if you're showing you have cash or valuables or whatever, what is to stop someone with bad intentions? from doing something why would you ever flaunt money or cash or anything else it's the same kind of thing i see it shows like just just keep a low profile no one needs to know what the fuck you have like kai i would love to be a millionaire or a billionaire one day but like i'd love to be a millionaire and just wear out t-shirts and jeans and not give a fuck like i could be wearing the same clothes now and have 50 million dollars i'd be completely happy like no one needs to know that i have any kind of wealth it, it doesn't mean yeah. anything you're just putting a yeah, target. Think, you're putting a target on your back. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say it shows like people that have these like back, backpacks full of like a hundred k. Just doesn't make weird. sense. Yeah, yeah. I just don't get it. it doesn't make sense to me. Speaking it. of, I don't get it. Um, what do you think of like the new pitch clock after like a week or two of baseball rules? What do you think of, like the pitch clock and stuff? So I was reading about totally this topic, but no, no, it's it's perfectly on topic. We we talk sports. I know that's weird on a, a sports card podcast. Talk sports. Um, I actually really like it. Like the thing is, too, Rob Manfred is going to be really remembered for these substantial changes, and I kind of like it. I don't. I didn't love the shift. I thought it was a little too extreme. And dude, the games are more enjoyable. Like this is a better fan experience when you can watch the games. If you don't have a blackout, <laughs> um, but being able to like, you know, expect somewhat consistent action, you know, unfortunately we are all peanut brain idiots who need stimulation every six seconds. So uh, yeah, this is working well. Um, I don't know if it's going to save baseball in terms of like a younger generation, but it's a better viewing experience for me. And I, and I've watched um, how many games have the Yankees played three or four. I've watched every game. So yeah I, I don't mind like the clock i thought i would but i don't really notice it but i think the thing that kind of is like i don't love is the fact that pitchers and batter like you can kind of like manipulate the rules to like you can untie your shoe stuff. you can say something yeah, it's just like eye. i don't like that part of it i like the part of it kind of speeds it up and you don't really notice it but when people are starting to like i know like i saw trey turner like stole second base and the, the catcher like called time while he was stealing second base and he made him go back because the umpire didn't know what to Ooh, do there's just a lot of like things that are like going on that i like, kind of they're gonna work it out i guess but for right now it's kind of wacky but yeah i mean that's any rule though what's ironic is right before we recorded manny machado got ejected from a game i saw that so i don't the being able to strike out on that like a violation like it doesn't make any sense to me they'll they'll figure it out like this is still the first week of games i'm sure there'll be adjustments i'm sure there'll be you know not not rule changes because like you have to like stick to this but like there'll be a little more forgiveness i imagine as months or even years go by but i'm fully behind 
the shift banning and then the pitch clock the sole basis, the basis is, is kind of weird yeah. kind of whatever like i'm kind of okay with that i understand why they're doing it they want people to steal more and i like and, stolen bases yeah dude volpe has three stolen bases in three games so far he's he's been yankees have not had a guy like him with speed since brett gardner and you know i'm all for it legend I mean, I have his shit. I have his jersey right here. Yeah, that's that's from 2016. So, really happy to own something like that. Uh, it's it's so interesting that you know we we talk sports and the, the extension of sports cards because I'm not sure how you handle this, but like I always kind of see the sports car world and, and my inventory as like a balancing act. I always want to mix like the high end items I have with low end and in this instance i'm gonna call high end 5k to 10 which is a good definition i would say for most people and low end let's say 25 to 250 i think always kind of somehow balancing the ability to bring in inventory by trading down and also buying slash using the profits from the low end to you know regrow inventory it just seems to work like even today i had 50 to 60 items come in today. I'm really happy and I'm excited to process that stuff. A lot of it will most likely go to auction, but you know, it's a lot. It's uh, you have to be able to recycle that inventory and also be able to flip it into higher end items or low end if you need to, and, and just like continue to work through stuff. I even gave you guys my Steph Curry, Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis flawless triple auto for consignment. Like, I'm that's now dead inventory and it's getting shipped to you as we speak. Yeah, I think I think it kind of is person to person, like in the sense of balancing. I know some people are fine with only doing the high end stuff. They don't care if they lose fifty percent on a ten thousand dollar card. But I think for like most people, you definitely would want to try to balance it out. I know I would. Um, I honestly have more fun doing the like lower stuff. I just think like the margins is exciting to make a hundred percent on a card rather than trying to make like five percent on a huge car i don't know i guess it's the same money in the end but it just seems more like satisfying to double your money on a cheaper card it comes down to like how much free time you have like i think you have a little more free time maybe not now with with joku like you had some more flexibility a little bit ago to like do whatever you wanted to you were in college i'm sure you know you're fucking like if you pass the class i'm sure you're not working as hard anymore but i mean you can you can admit it or not it's fine like i I guess i wouldn't work um it's just like how much time do you really want to put into cards? I am a big fan of like setting it and forgetting it. Like if I have items on my page, like I like to be able to like repost it for either story sales or, Hey, you know, my stuff's available. Like DM me. I keep my shit organized on purpose because I'm fucking stupid and I'll forget like what I own. So my, my eBay and my Instagram, I, I like to have as like a storefront. This is what I have available. We can check prices if we need to like just, just DM me. And you know, when I do auctions, I'm either going to, consign or run it myself the stuff here i'll probably just run myself and i i used to like to process two to three hundred two to three hundred cards in a weekend or whatever but now like i really would prefer my own free time so i don't want to do it anymore yeah i think another thing that is kind of different about us is i don't really do as much trading as you do i feel like i probably do as much trades in like a year as you do in a month that's pretty wild but because I'm more of like a buy it, sell it. You're you're like you're very open to like trading out of it and getting stuff that you can then either sell or trade again. I don't know. Well, I just I don't really like doing that. I'd rather just buy it, sell it, maybe lose ten percent, but also maybe make twenty five percent. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a million ways to do this, and and I've said this before. Like, 
you can make money in sports cards doing whatever you want. You can buy low end and flip it and grade it. You can buy the high end stuff, break it down and trade it. You just have to be willing to be flexible. And, you know, I have made deals for cards. Like, dude, I have UFC. I have WWE on my desk. I don't fucking know. I called it UFC. I don't know what the WWE is. I don't even know who the players I got are or athletes. Players. What do you call them? Wrestlers, I guess. I don't know. Wrestlers, I guess. guess I've never watched WWE before in my life. Wrestler is probably more correct. Like, I don't give a fuck, but someone wants that stuff. And whether I run it at auction or buy now this offer, it doesn't matter what I think. And and I, I've really learned to accept that. My opinion doesn't matter. Like, it just doesn't. I hate Zion Williams, and guess what? His market still is moving up or down. It's still moving. Or uh, I love I love Luca. His stuff is shitting the bed. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I think. That's the great yeah. part of this. Like you can think you're one subhead of everyone else, or you can be called holding the bag. Depending on how long you choose to hold an item, you have the ability to do whatever you want, which is why at the end of the day, I do love sports cards because you make your own path. What you do with it and how you do it is a different conversation, but you know, there's a million different ways to theoretically make money. Yeah. And one of those ways is at a show. It's true. Yes, Vegas was this past weekend. So I I was not ever considering going to the show. Like being in New Jersey, flying out to Vegas is already enough for sure as it is. I had been traveling a lot for Chicago and Dallas. I There was no way I was ever going to go to the show. From what I saw though, and, and Kai, I'm sure you were seeing these posts too. It seemed like the corporate events were doing pretty well with people. But I didn't see a ton of posts about the show itself. Like it was almost like degenerates going to degenerate place and gambling and, and hanging out and partying, whatever. But I didn't see a ton of show stuff, which was weird. Yeah, I think that's pretty much. It's more of like a corporate like talk conference thing than they had. They had a show because you have to have a show. Basically yeah. With it. I think it was kind of like just forced, and then people would do whatever extracurriculars they wanted afterward. Yeah, listen, more power to you. I, I mean, I'm sure we have friends who crushed it. I'm sure there are people who got skunked. This was kind of an interesting one where, like, I, I've heard conversations about people wanting the show in Vegas, uh, the National in Vegas, or like another major show. It wouldn't work. There's too many obstacles to like a show going to Vegas. Mostly the fact that this hobby is supposedly, you know, for children or like going to try and aim for like a younger demographic. But you, what's the gambling age? Is it 18 or 21? 21. Is it 21? Okay. So like, yeah, that cuts out a lot of people. And yeah, you could have fake IDs or whatever else. But like, I would not use a fake ID in Vegas. Like that is pretty yeah. ballsy. Um, so you're cutting out a lot of those younger collectors anyway. Parents, you know, might not want to take their 15 year old kid to Vegas. There's some issues. I'm sure it could work theoretically, but I do enjoy the fact that, you know, the national is hopefully going to be located in Chicago and other areas like that, that are kind of more like not family friendly, but like accessible to all Vegas should pick yeah. up a barrier that like people really shouldn't matter. Like the high end dealers don't give a fuck about everyone else or like most of those younger collectors, but like, yeah, gotta make it accessible. I know people are also free to do whatever they want. I, but I do feel like Vegas would kind of cause some things to happen. Dude, there there. would be so much degenerative gambling. You would see people lose hundreds of thousands of dollars, whether it's gambling or, or gambling with casinos or with other, other vendors themselves. You would see someone like lose their fucking house. 
you would be able to buy it really good comps the next day. That's the thing too, though. If you're not a degenerate gambler and you were walking that show on the Sunday, like at the end of the national, you'd clean the fuck up. Uh, you know, results may vary. I, I don't know if I want to see it happen there. Not but my hey, problem. what would you say? I said not my problem. It's true. Yeah, you can't gamble legally yet, and I fucking hate to gamble. I'm a punk bitch. I can't. What are you talking about? Wait, are you 21? Oh, shit, my bad. Yeah, I turned 22 in a week or, or a couple Oh, weeks. sorry, my bad. Happy, happy birthday. Oops. We uh, literally played. We literally did roulette. Oh, yeah, you're dude, I'm sorry. The thing is, too, is that I have such a short – once again, I'm stupid, and I have a short-term memory. So uh, unless it's, like, right in front of me, I do forget. And also on a podcast, like, you have to kind of be, like, with it. And if you're not, you sound like an idiot. Um, what's interesting too? You set the world record for quickest blackjack outing on a twenty-five dollar table. There you go. Good shit, dude. I'm I'm very bad at like keeping track of stuff, <sighs> which is why uh, you know when I when we were writing this up before the episode, uh, I talked about this recently. Like corporate sponsors have approached me in the past on extraordinary cards to sponsor posts and events and whatever. I've had two. In 2019, uh, StockX approached me, and I told them no. What's interesting is that you actually did it, and you had a good experience. A lot of people didn't. And also, WhatNot approached me. I was like one of their first people they approached, and I said yes to it. And I got like 100 bucks and like a Zion Prism 9, and I did like two or three WhatNot streams, and I said – I'm over this. I'm bored. And then it exploded. But, you know, it was very interesting to see that, you know, they had approached me. I was, I was a corporate chill man. I just, it didn't work for me. And I'm seeing a conversation go on. I get messages pretty often, like talk about these influencers who do have this like organic grassroots, like growth. They're pretty good at what they do. They make content and then they go corporate around. They're kind of a sellout. And it's, it's just like, you know, without naming names, you can kind of tell who not as corporate backed, but like is not they're not in it anymore for like enjoyment. It's a financial thing. Yeah, for sure. You can definitely tell. I mean, I think that's a really like hard switch too when it does happen. Like you can very easily tell like when they flip from like, you know, whatever it's a corporate sellout. But like are we hypocrites though? Because like, listen, we, we talk about this and like there are our financial benefits and like I'm willing to accept that. Are we hypocrites for talking about it though, or are we just like being honest about it, like and having this conversation? Because it's it's such a weird like dynamic. No, because because you can you can do deals and like sponsorships and stuff and not be a jackass about it. It's true. I mean, I'm a I'm a dick anyway. But, like I try to be. Was that you or me? That was, that was me. Yeah, I don't know if you what heard that. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> My bad. Was, no, you're fine. Not your fault. Uh, I mean, dude, it's just like it's so difficult these days because this is less of a hobby than it was five years ago for a lot of people, and especially me as well. But like, it's not. I, I would love it to be what it was, but I think you just have to be willing to adapt to. This is the new environment, and how do you make it work? Like those who grew up with sports cards, I didn't personally, which is ironic, but I found my love for it at a, at a at an older age. Like it's it's not going to be what it was ever again. And I think we just have to accept that. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever be the same again. Even from like a year or two ago, it's never gonna. Whether whatever aspect of it you're talking about, like it's not going to be the same. It's going to be constantly changing. I mean, well, 
you can even see that with like the Beckett shit. Like, I mean, what a good trying to overdo the innovations and stuff. Like, people are gonna try to outdo each other as long as this keeps going. So, dude, Beckett really took a gigantic L. Like, April Fool's Day would have been the perfect opportunity to say, like, "Hey, we're 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 just joking." Like, ha ha ha, gotcha. And they stuck to their guns and then had to delete their posts about this. So, for anyone who is under a rock and like listens to this podcast but doesn't play around on Instagram or like check news. Beckett announced a new grading uh, system or like subgrades that would allow for a true gem plus to exist or like as a Beckett 10, a pristine, but like the subgrades were weird. Basically they announced something that was confusing, chaotic and cost them a lot of reputation. And it was like the meme of April Fool's Day, which is super funny because I expected April Fool's Day to be super cringe on Instagram and Beckett just comes through the front door and just knocks everyone out. And then they were serious, and then they had to delete their stuff. And now I don't know what's happening. What's crazy about that is, like, they had that set up perfect to be, like, a feeler for if people liked it. And then if they didn't, you could have been the April Fool's thing. But yep. they just didn't do that. They straight up just said, like, we're not doing it anymore. They so could have just been, like, April Fool's, but they did not do that. Well, what's also ironic is the photo that was originally leaked, I'm not going to say by who because I didn't ask, uh, had the grades – equaling a different subgrade or a different total grade than what Beckett originally posted out. So even their own uh, mint uh, location or their venue or their you know corporate setup was wrong according to their <laughs> their new grading yeah. system. It's just like what the fuck is going on here? How did you do I'm pretty that? sure it was supposed to it was supposed to be like a there would be a 9.5, which would be not a true gem. And then yes. the true gem from pr like prior would be a 10 now. Correct. And then there would also be a pristine 10 with three 10 subs, I believe. Yep. And then there would be a black label. Well, pristine 10 exists already, but... Yeah, but like they would like... That would... It would... Yeah, I don't really know. And the point is, the fact that once it's, again... It's confusing I, as shit. You yeah. and I are having this conversation and we're confused. What the fuck? Keep this simple. And they didn't. And they said they listened to collectors and whatever. No, you didn't. Don't lie to me. <laughs> you very clearly didn't listen to a single person because everyone yeah. said, "Hey, what the fuck is going on here?" I like so. to know. I like to think we know what we're talking about, and for us to not even be able to like understand it from like just a talking point makes it pretty clear that maybe you shouldn't implement it. Yeah, not the best. Uh, Another thing, which I, I joked about in my name, as you can uh, – shit, the cameras are confusing. As you can see in my name, my, my Instagram name for today is calling CBLS for sexy time. This was not an April Fool's Day prank. I don't really understand what happened here. But CBLS decided to post his phone number on Instagram, and I'm sure he's gotten signed up for a bunch of porn sites. Like, I don't – just why 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 i need to know i'm gonna why. be honest i didn't even see this so Did i'm gonna check really? it out afterward no i've Dude. been on my phone much today or yesterday whenever it, was, it, was. it was yesterday night so monday night i believe it could have been sunday but like what? does he still have it up no he deleted it i did say i did screenshot it though because i thought it was funny um why why did you do this Cbuzz? i i don't know if you'll ever see this i'm not sure if anyone's gonna send this to you just why I'm so confused. This was not a good idea. Please tell me you've changed your number because I guarantee you, you are going to get yeah. he posted porn sex. You're going like to get Methodist churches. You're going to get, you know, Scientology. Uh, I'm sure Wounded, Wounded Soldier, ASPCA, anyone else under the sun is going to start calling you. The hobby may be alive, but your phone number is dead. That's a good one. That is a good one. Thank you. <laughs>
It's a good one. It's a really good one. Damn. Yeah, that, he's going to need a new phone after that. I think it's going to be fried. That and a new number. So I, I'm hoping yeah. he's done that. Um, More power to him. Like, he's, he's like, I, I like, he makes interesting content. I do like him. But I do very much question why certain things happen. And I understand he, he's, like, trying to, he actually is, like, a pretty good, like, influencer i think he actually has a lot of intelligent things to say but every now and again there is something that's very meme worthy and i think it was he was was definitely him at a wedding where he like he was like taking off a shirt and dancing and then he posted his phone number also shirtless and and why (laughs) why why is this happening i don't know yeah i'm i'm sure listen if you see this reach out this is not a conversation like poke fun at you and mock you it's just like why? Okay, let's move on. Uh, eBay listings. So, Kai, I'm sure you have spent hours and hours and hours on eBay, and you have wanted to search for LeBron James autos or Michael Jordan or you know Matt Ryan for whatever reason. But you know, whenever you go to eBay and you type in like LeBron James auto, guess what you see? Not LeBron James autos. Why do you think that happens, Kai? Because people don't list their cards right. Yep, I'm actually I'm literally pulling up eBay now. Oh, hey, wow, it's LeBron James autos. Oops, hang on, where's not LeBron James? Wow, you, you eBay. picked a really bad example. Oh, that's not that's not LeBron James. Oh, hi, Michael Jordan. What are you doing here? Oh, hi, rated rookie on card auto of LeBron. <laughs> that's James. something. There's no way that's real. No, it's not real. Of course not. But but uh, uh, uh dude, yeah, hey, LeBron James. I didn't realize that you were a woman named Olivia Taylor. Had surgery lately. Yeah, this is weird. The point I'm trying to make, uh, and someone had messaged me about this too, is like, this is, now I've been guilty of doing this, not intentionally, but when you list a bunch of different items on eBay, especially recently in the last six months to a year, eBay has changed how you have to list certain items. Also, Paul, is not LeBron James, fun fact. Um, And the way it does it is you have to have set uh, like grade and condition and 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 uh, what's what uh what company graded the card sport a bunch of like little factors and they're kind of annoying so i like for instance set up templates for my auctions and my buy now best offers and everything like that but i'm a lazy fuck and i just want to get my stuff done so i will kind of like reuse templates and there have been examples and there are times i've messed up where like oh i was listing uh kevin durant but the next five cards in basketball are not Kevin Durant. But it seems like I messed up accidentally, and you know they're now all listed as Kevin Durant. That shit's stupid. That's on me. I accept that. I'm dumb. This is really bad, though. This is not something that can continue to go on because Paulo Banquero is not LeBron James. Uh, Luca, unfortunately, not LeBron James. The only thing I can think of is people wanting to like get more traction to their cards. Oh, that's but... exactly it. Like this is something that is just like <sighs> eBay's eBay's authentication service is actually pretty good. It slows down everything. But when it works, I actually really like their service. Well, I have a gripe about this actually when you're go done with it. your speech. No, no you go can for finish. It. No, I'll... I was gonna say so, I like I actually have, I actually have the card. Hold on. All right, I'll finish my point while you're, you're grabbing your card. I actually like authentic- the authentication service when it works because, like, they have flagged stuff to me as a buyer that was wrong, and as a seller when I was wrong. I'm like, all right, 
you're doing your job. I can I can understand and respect that. It might annoy me. It might take fucking forever some stuff to go through eBay, but I don't buy on eBay anymore, really. So I don't really care. So, so uh, me and Joku bought this card together, and for those watching, it's a Trey Lance blue optic auto, right? Sick. So we bought this. It was comc like was running at an auction it looked really like perfect on the auction and so it goes through authentication right and yep. it passes no issues usually if something's wrong with the card like it's missed it's not the right card or it's damaged it'll like message you or whatever correct i've had that happen so we, twice. So we, yeah exactly so we get it in and i'm like okay cool i'm gonna take it out see maybe if it's like gradable or whatever i take it out and I look at it under light, and the back has like a three-inch, like long indent on it, like really bad. And so I'm like, "Oh, this is not good." So I reach out to them, and I can't return it because I broke the seal. But it's like you can't see the damage like through the case. You have to take it out to like see the damage. So I reached out to them on Instagram. We're trying to get it figured out, but like, I don't know how they missed that in the like. Are you blaming COMC or are you blaming eBay for the issue? I'm blaming eBay, not COMC. They're like trying to like get us a refund or whatever, but I don't that's know how. Good. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's but to one say like where... we can't return it. We can't return it because we broke it, but you couldn't see the damage without breaking it and looking at it. Like, what is this? Yeah, no. eBay should have looked over it closer. Like, what does their inspection process look like? That's a pretty big issue. I mean. If that was not COMC, you guys would have been scammed. Like, let's just call it what it is. The person was scammed. Yeah, exactly. So I respect COMC for trying to make it right. I'm sure they will. Um, that's really tough. I mean, there is obviously the chance and probably high likely chance that if COMC is working with you, they didn't know. Could eBay have damaged the car? Probably not. Like, it's that's tough. You know, that's one where, like, you just – everyone loses on that deal. Yeah. You know, you could authentic auto it. But, like, you're still going to lose money on it, most likely, which is fucking stupid. Yeah, I'm just hoping they let us return it. But I guess my main gripe is just, like, there's going to be some stuff they they are going to miss just because they miss it. But if you have to break the seal, it's not like a a dent corner where you can see it through the case. Like, if you have to break the seal to see the damage, like, how are you going to say you broke the seal? You can't, like, return it. Like, I don't don't think that makes a lot of sense. No, it's true. I I honestly think you should be able to wave into or out of the authentication process. Like, you should get a kickback if you're a seller in the authentication process or, like, 1% less on fees or what. It has to make an incentive, like, actually worthwhile for us to use it because it's fucking stupid. Like a two hundred dollar car, like a, a very common PSA ten car, like a Zion or Luca or LeBron James, whatever, base car should not have to go through authentication. I understand it's based on monetary value, but they're graded by PSA or BGS, and eBay unfortunately is not going to catch that stuff. I would like to see, and I've considered doing this honestly. And, and Kai, you, you might think I'm a bad person for doing this. I'm considering buying a hundred fake MJs in various conditions. And sending them through eBay auction, like with someone, like a friend buying them, not me scamming someone, and seeing how many pass through authentication. Or another yeah. card like that. Like I've considered doing that for a little while. I think that they should do it like an opt in. Like you can either have it sent through, but I also don't think them just authenticating it like should prevent you from like being able to return a damaged card. Like, I mean, what happens if the card is damaged by eBay in transit? Like exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's I don't I don't like the process. You know, I, I think that someone doing that investigative journalism, whether it's a 
Fleer MJ Jordan or a very has to be a very common card or has to be several common like cards. Brady Chrome, Luigi Eater SPX, Jeter SP Rookie, MJ Fleer, like common shit. I think it'd be an interesting experiment and I'm considering doing it. So if you see me doing that soon or reaching out to someone to do it, you, you know where the idea came from. So yeah, it's weird. I don't know. All right. Let's talk about some stuff that you have. You have a couple of notes that we didn't touch on yet. Nothing too crazy. I mean, just I was looking at I check eBay every day now and just seeing like some of the quarterbacks prices going up every day and it's not even like May. Just kind of crazy. It's gonna crash so hard. I don't I've not kept up with um Volpe or Jordan Walker stuff. I'm sure it's down. Like I could check Car Ladder right now on like I feel like Volpe's not gonna be down, dude. He started off and Walker started off really good too. Well, what I'm, I'm curious to see, like once again, hype out sales production. So I, I just want to see, and I'll pull up my screen too in a second. I just want to see like Bowman Chrome like auto. I know Ooh. we sold a Walker Green nine five for like twenty seven fifty the other day. Sick. Hang on. Let's see if uh a PSA nine it's six fifty. A refractor nine five ten to seventeen seventy five. Okay, I wasn't really prepared to do all this. I I would like to imagine that prices have either stayed the same or gone down slightly. I don't have the information, or I don't want to pull it up right now. We'll fast forward in a month or two, and, and we'll have this conversation again. Because- yeah, in a month or two, it, it, yeah, it, I think we're still getting a little bit of hype from like them actually making the rosters. You know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, once again. Burrow, Allen, and uh, Burrow, Allen, Herbert were the main stars of the national last year. This year, it's all going to be Jordan Love, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Dude, like, what? What do you think is going to happen? Like, whoever's holding those cards on week one is really fucking ballsy. Like, I just you know what's don't... crazy is Trevor Lawrence is. I mean, he's not approaching Mahomes, but like, he's going up a lot compared to like Mahomes staying like kind of static yeah. slash going down. Well, that's the thing too, and like perfect conversation and, and segue into our NFL thoughts. Like the draft is three weeks away. I'm excited for it. I'm really ready for it. There's gonna be a team that drafts in the top five or ten that picks a quarterback who is not gonna start immediately. I think it's the Raiders. I think the Raiders go get like Will Levis at this point. And that's a guy I would like to buy. Someone who is not gonna start immediately, but gets the hype cycle. We're seeing it happen with Jordan Love. And I, I, collectors are getting a little bit smarter or, or dumber, depending on how you want to look at it. Like, there is opportunity to grab these guys well before they're supposed to start. You know, if you bought Jordan Love a year or two ago, you're absolutely crushing it. Like, you should be happy as fuck. I would personally love to see Aaron Rodgers go back to the Packers and, you know, just see what kind of happens there. But the prices and, like, how the stuff is going is what, to me, indicates a, a not healthy market. Hype will outsell production every single time, but the way these prices are going right now, and we're only in April, is a time to be alarmed. Yeah, I think it's going to be a record like increase percentage for football by the time the national comes around. For and sure, it's going to drop. That's the issue. It's just going to. At this point, I don't even really want to touch like the football stuff. Or if I do, I want to buy the guys who are getting over or getting slept on. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Herbert, Mahomes, the more established guys. Like, that's the thing. These these young talents are fool's gold. Like, I would feel a lot better about holding Mahomes or Allen or Herbert until week one, which is ironic because I moved my, my Allen gold. 
but I would feel much better about that stuff than Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. Like, yeah, I think I think what might help kind of that remedy it. Not that they'll be available right away. Is that there's going to be so many like hyped up quarterbacks in this draft? might kind of remedy the other quarterbacks a little bit, or it could even make them go crazier. I don't really know. It might make it go crazy. That's the interesting thing too. But once again, NT football has not come out yet. So the Mm -hmm. best product for, or one of the best products for this crop of players in the 2022 draft. So, oh God. Pickett, Willis, Ritter. I was like, uh. Owl. Yeah. yeah, uh, Purdy. Like those best cards, or some of those best cards have not come out yet. So. It'll be interesting to see what happens, man. I don't really know. I mean, I I might dabble in a couple breaks, at least random team, and just like see what happens because I don't know. I I I do want to get into some breaks again. I haven't broken anything in a while, and it, obviously it is gambling. But like, if you put up a budget of let's say five hundred bucks, you know, you, you can afford to lose some stuff and just like try. It's kind of fun. Yeah. You know? I don't love, I don't love a, breaking. Yeah, breaking's like, eh. I don't know. The high-end stuff for me is like, eh. But as a Falcons fan this year, it's been so brutal. Like, I haven't had to, like, pay a lot for, like, PC cards of our rookies lately. And Desmond Ritter cards, even as a Falcons fan, like, some of them are selling for stupid money. Like, well, the that's the color thing, blasts are crazy. I, I And we've talked about this. I would buy Ritter. Ritter is getting overlooked. I yeah. I fucking forgot he was in this draft class, but he should be the starter at least to lead off. The if year. he's the starter, yeah, I just think like even some of these cards are selling for like too much already. I feel like for what he is as is right now, like his color well, blasts are over a thousand dollars. That's yeah, it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, there's it, other like affordable options of him, but like some of the stuff's crazy for what he is. I would I would really would pay a lot of money to have one good product come out before the season started, or like you know, April not April like June July August like if it was optic or prism make prism come out before I, the no prism prism's not going to happen so I might even have that conversation I well, would it's a hypothetical it. already I know well yes obviously but like I would accept like one decent product an optic or immaculate. Or or something, something that will actually hold value. Because guess what? Absolute is fucking trash. Origins, pretty fucking trash product. All I, I like origins. Know, I don't even. First of all, I don't know if absolute football even exists anymore. Absolute's <laughs> so, trash. Absolute's absolute is trash. Yeah. Score trash. Like all the college products suck. Phoenix. Phoenix is kind of underrated. I actually don't. Phoenix, like Phoenix. Phoenix is not very good. Plates and patches is no, not very good. Fair <laughs> And once again, these products might not. I don't even know of all these products chronicles. Chronicles is just chronicles is trash. It's 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 Honors, literally that's, trash. That's, that's products. so stupid. Yeah, like, I I would pay a lot of money for one good product to exist, like August of you know twenty twenty three for the draft class. Like you're gonna make them redemptions anyway. Like the good players or people don't want to sign. Or you just you know cut down on the cards you have to sign. Like make it accessible. <laughs> Dude, if I was a pro athlete, I wouldn't. You're asking for shit. too much here. I know. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm asking for something reasonable. I apologize. <sighs> I wouldn't sign shit if I was a pro athlete. I would have already. I wouldn't either. I'd be the most miserable athlete ever. I'd be like, man, fuck this shit. I'm not signing anything. Outside for kids, outside of games, like cards. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> Just put an X on it. 
Yeah, isn't it crazy how ironic that is though? Like we we expect them to like sign, but like we personally no, I don't. Do no, I'm on, I'm on the player's side. I wouldn't sign anything. I understand why you you're like but card you wouldn't be able to flip cards. Okay, I'll be Ben Simmons, but like likable, hopefully. Like where I just didn't. I signed with uh, uh, Upper Deck. Sorry, took me a second. Well, I meant as a dealer. Like you won't have anything to flip. Whatever. Like once again, I under but like that's exactly it. Like I understand their pain. I wouldn't do it. And I understand it. Like I, I think the companies are wrong, which is interesting. I'm blurry. You are blurry. I will I but you know what? Fanatics is starting to impress me. You know, there is information that we, we can't talk about in the podcast, but you I think you read that yesterday in the group chat, right? I'm gonna need some details. You didn't read this? Okay, I, I will text you on the phone. There's one thing I can't talk about here, uh, but I am impressed by Fanatics with what they're doing with the MLB debut patch. That's a sick idea. Very cool. Love that. They're doing the right thing. So I'm curious to see if one of the things they do when they do officially take over is the limiting of products or the autographs that people have to sign. Because no chance. I know there's no chance. I'm just curious to see if there is something. Because redemptions are a killer. So how do you get the players who are redemptions to actually sign? I could see that being remedied. That's, that's I what I want to talk about. I can't see there being less, but I could see like them fixing there being so many redemptions. I, I think they might I think they might try, I don't know if this is possible, but to not have redemptions at all. I don't know if that's possible. It's I, I wouldn't. First off, I I would. We're obviously off the the rails here. How dare we? We're yeah. we're, we're speaking in in fantasy world right now. We're like this is a good like hobby and sport, and like people are like on it. Um, I'm impressed by fanatics on certain things. No, I don't think that's realistic. But I think a compromise is like, hey guys, listen, you're gonna have one day or two days a year. We have to just like we're gonna send a rep in. Just sign your shit. Just like. Spend two hours signing scribbles, signing an X for your name. We don't give a fuck. Just sign these cards. Just get it done. You know, this is a billion dollar industry. Just just sign like 50 cards. Just sign like this. <laughs> just get it done. 50? More like 50,000. Well, I'm saying like that. No, the actual good players who like are redemptions anyway. If you're some random scrub who like didn't sign your cards and you're like a fourth round pick in the draft. Nah, like Man, that. there's 99 NTRPAs alone. You know what I'm trying to, you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> What I'm trying to say is like the players who are actually good that people are going to chase, you you have to make a deal with them. Yeah. Somehow, some way. Get Yannick, get Curry to sign. Dude, we were looking at this today in, in Soldier Early Chat. The best basketball players that can currently sign cards are like Curry, Jokic, Luka. Who else? Trey Luka? Young. Uh, no, shut up. Who are, who currently in the NBA will actually sign cards? Curry, Luca, Tatum, um, Jokic. Isn't Luca not really signing anymore? Or am I tripping? But that there you go. Yeah. What Tatum? Yeah. In the active NBA, Kawhi. Kawhi. I don't know when the last like he signed with like the Raptors. I think that was about it. Um, yeah. So I know Giannis go. can't sign, right? Or Giannis is not sign. signing, Dick. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a good thought. I haven't really thought of that. Like that's the issue. Like these are the best players right now. No, and those are top five, top ten, top fifteen players. There's a stark difference there between the NFL and 
because the NFL pretty much, I don't think anyone doesn't sign really, unless they just don't fill their redemptions. Yeah, that's a different conversation. Like I know Julio didn't sign forever, but like he eventually went back. And oh yeah, signed like his cards. Yeah. He signed like eight years later or something. I, but he did. He crazy. eventually did it. He that's did exactly it. it. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, that's it's such an interesting di- dilemma, and I and I I don't feel for fanatics, but I welcome them as our new card overlord because. Panini and Tops has done so bad <laughs> with this kind of stuff. Like, this is the biggest gripe with me: schedules of release and redemptions. If you can fix those two things, uh, Fanatics, in my opinion, is a slam dunk A plus. No matter what else happens. Yeah, I think the one thing they could do that would kind of fuck things up, though. I don't remember if this is like actually happening or not. I remember like a rumor about it, but they were gonna try to have like sole like grading rights or something like they wanted to grade everything through them or something like that i don't I remember, remember this conversation i mean that's not gonna happen that that's yeah. monopoly. there's no shot that ever goes anywhere yeah. they might try to do what pwcc is doing which is like have breakers in house under the fanatics name and like yeah an auction house or like use like the they could already be doing that too and we just don't know well that's yeah. that's a different conversation if you rip with yeah. fanatics breaker inc one and you hit a good card and you want to grade it through fanatics that's different if they are the sole only option for grading that's not going to exist i could yeah. absolutely see them doing what pwcc is trying to do and like have a marketplace and breakers associated with it and like grow that they that's have a, a marketplace idea. it's just shitty but that you have to build it like it will take time i could see them like partnering with like pwcc and like making that the official marketplace of fanatics Something like that. Not a bad idea. I mean, I, once again, yeah. this is what happens when we go off the rails a little bit. We talk about guys from like the <laughs> early 2000s, like Jeremy Herrera, and we just talk about, like, you know, sports cards. <laughs> how, how terrible. Yeah. I know. All right. <clears throat> Dude, I, I, I like to imagine I, I called this for the NBA. Kyrie Irving has ruined another franchise. That's crazy, isn't it? Did you watch any of that game against the Hawks or no? Uh, they called it. They called Luca fat at the line. I know that, which is really funny. It went to like overtime, but the last two minutes of regular time and overtime was insanely brutal to watch. There were just so many flops, fouls, missed free throws. Like I, as a Hawks fan, I even wanted to turn it off, but we won and eliminated the Mavericks from the playoffs. So no, they're not eliminated yet. They have a six percent chance. What? No, they yeah. definitely are not allowed to yeah. make it. I'm pretty sure they still have a chance in the playoffs. It's like very like small. 90, no, I don't think so because they said they might rest Luca and Kyrie the rest of the season. They're season. not officially. I don't think they're officially out of it yet. I I could be wrong. I could have misread the I thing. I think you are, it. if I'm being honest. Okay, that's. I mean, that's. I'm okay being wrong. So that's that's either they're out of the playoffs or they're on the cusp. The point Although is, it could have it could have been eliminated from like real playoffs, not play in. Play in, yeah. That. That's fine. Either way, the point yeah, is, well, like, same concept. Kyrie has ruined the Mavs. Shocker. And people are going to say, oh, you know, the plus minus of Kyrie and Luka is different. Kyrie's a cancer. He, he just like, he, anywhere he goes, so like, good, there, there's stuff that the stats don't show. And yeah. he just like is toxic. <laughs> he really truly is. And now he's most likely going to walk. And the Mavs. Where does he even go? Like, what team would even like need him? Like, why? He's really the, good. I like, saw what the team Suns makes sense. might be interested in him. Like the Suns. Oh, okay, might be that's just that's just so crazy, though. It'd be really funny. I'm all for. How like, would that even work? I assume that means like CP3 is gone, and then like other cap stuff. They'd probably have to get rid of Aiden, right? 
I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about the cap situation. I just saw the Suns would be rumored for him. It makes sense with with Kyrie or uh, with Durant, I should say. Um, the Lakers obviously would, would want Kyrie. Uh, the Clippers maybe. I don't know. I I mean the Heat. I think we're rumored to want him too. He's gonna get a max from someone. I don't I don't know off the top of my head the teams that like can afford him or like could easily get there. But I believe I there's no he, chance he stays. I would say like. Under 10%. I think he's almost certainly gone. I agree. Yeah. I think the only way he stays is if, like, you know, he, he at this point in his career, just wants the money. He wants the, the max. He gets the extra year because he's on the Mavs. They have his bird rights. You know, he just wants the money. I don't see it happening. Yeah. I think he wants a ring. Yeah. Speaking of another team with a young star that is in flux, the Pelicans. Bro, what the fuck is going on here? Zion is still not playing after an ankle or sorry, hamstring injury from two months ago in January. They aren't in the playoffs. They're the eight seed right now. From a basketball perspective, not trading card wise, like what do you do if you're the Pelicans? Do you play him in the playoffs at all? Like, what would you do? I mean, I just don't see how he's not like fine. He has to be fine, right? So I, I was reading up about this because, like, I, I I wanted to sound intelligent. He was playing three on three, low impact basketball. So let's say like pickup or, or something a little bit above that. He's not ready. Like I don't know what it is with him, but there are guys from the twenty nineteen draft or twenty twenty draft that play more games than him which is insane. He's played 117 games in his career, and there are guys from two draft classes later. Or t- yeah, 2021. I, the point is, there are people from like, two draft classes. Yeah, thank you. There's people from two draft classes later that have played more games in, in his career. It's absurd. Yeah, I don't really – like that whole thing's just crazy to me because, I mean, you can play him and I guess he could get hurt again, or maybe he's fine and they're just like resting him because they're scared he's going to get hurt before the playoffs. Well, can you um, go from zero to one hundred? Like, this is not probably sports, not. It's not a sports car perspective. Like, do yeah. you play Zion fifteen <clears throat> minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes? Do you just start? I mean, this him? is the last week, right? The regular season. Yeah, there's three or four games left for them, I believe. Yeah. So, like, if you're going to ramp him up and you're going to play him thirty minutes a game in the playoffs, you got to play him now. now. Yeah. Um. Because they could also only play like two play-in games and be done. That's exactly like that's it. Like what? I don't know. Like I, his prices are so far down, and I and I and I do not like Zion. I do not think he is. He's an incredible player. I don't like the the health issue. I don't like the people who who are hyping up Zion in the past. But I have been considering if he doesn't play, trying to grab a couple of cards at very reduced prices. And waiting because I think there is a real possibility that Zion gets traded this offseason. I think there is a real possibility it happens. The thing is, though, like, do you think the Pelicans will get what they think he's worth and trade for someone? There's no way someone values him like fully with all the games he's missed. Like, yeah. What happens get, if you're like, the Pelicans is you cut your losses now because Zion is about to go on his max deal. He's no longer like making mm-hmm. 10 or 12 million dollars. He's making like 35 million plus in the next five years. So you cut bait now theoretically, get a haul and build around like Brandon Ingram. 
Are you going to get a haul though? I think you would. I think the potential of Zion sells itself, which is why his sports cards continue to sell for what they do. And they're down a ton, by the way. Well, the issue, the issue is he's like, he's like Ben Simmons, but he's good when he plays. There is no, there is no question that Zion is actually a very talented player. I've never questioned his ability to play. Well, I've never questioned his skill. I've questioned his ability to play. Let me, let me, let me fix that thing. <laughs> if you have a Zion on your team and you trade for him, you do with the intention of only playing really in the playoffs. I think Zion playing 82 games in a season is literally impossible at this point in time. I, think I would say 60 is like a good goal. I think your goal is literally like 50 to 55. You play him two to four times a week, two to four times a week. No back to backs. No back to backs. You manage him. You maybe rest him like a couple days before the All Star break and a couple days after. Like you build in vacation time, quote unquote, for him to rest and make sure that he is as close to 100% as possible. Because whatever the Pelicans have done so far has failed. It has failed. He has not lived up to the potential as a number one pick so far because of injuries. Talent-wise, he has. But you have to manage his career now. And if you trade for him, that is the understanding you have to have. So I think on that alone, they would get a haul, and then you build around Brandon Ingram. I think it's entirely possible he is traded. I don't know where, other than the Knicks, who have clearly wanted him, and he's wanted to be there. I think it really happens, or I think it's possible. And you buy off that idea. And I fucking yeah. hate Zion. I hate the market around him. And I'm considering it because it's gotten to the point where it's so low that someone will take a chance, whether it's on the sports cards or on the player. Someone will take a chance. He's so good when he plays, too. Like, I pulled up his stats just now. Like, last season, 61 games, like 33, 34 minutes a game. 27 points a game, seven rebounds, four assists, a steal, and half a block. Yeah. Once again, not a talent issue, availability issue. And I, and it's I just like, yeah, like what it would be, what would a team be willing to give up for like, I don't know, 30 average games a season he's played so far? Honestly, I think three or four first round picks unprotected and like a pick or two swap. I think you get There's a No ball. way. I think you have to. You go all in. If you're not including players or cap fillers or whatever, we're just saying hypothetically, his value, while low, you have to overpay because the Pelicans are just like, all right, well, we're gonna keep rolling with him. We're gonna live and die by this guy. I think you get that if he if you have like some sort of fake guarantee that he plays a certain amount of games. I don't think you get that right now as is. I think you have to give that as is because I think the Pelicans do not want to move him. If Zion demands a trade, though. That price comes down. If he makes it well, public, yeah. he wants to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes down drastically. I mean, hypothetically, though, if he did get traded, he would probably be like top five most talented player ever traded. I mean, yeah, number one KD. right now is Durant. So, Kyrie maybe. Kyrie's probably in that list at five or ten. Like, it's kind of hard to like, say. I mean, LeBron was technically a sign and trade, so that doesn't count. I think Durant was actually signed a trade technically to the Warriors because uh, the Nets got. Yeah, you think he was. But like, I, I don't consider signing trades like actually the thing. It's tough, and I and once again, uh, you, you're probably gonna call me hypocrite. Comments or DMs I get after this episode airs, but like, I think I've just like come around to the idea that like 
this is a player that has this amount of talent and he still continues to sell because he doesn't play, something's up. There's something worth considering here. And I'm not saying I'm doing it. But once again, I think like the as time goes on, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't either. It's I've thought about him being traded as well, but I don't know how it works. Well, no, soon but, someone someone's gonna. I think I think it really happens. If not this off season, soon. Because they have such a good team too that like not even including him. Yeah, that's the issue, or that's the the problem. I don't know how we don't call problem solution. I'm not sure you want to say. All right, we got a couple other things real quickly. We actually do. This has been an intense conversation. Like, we're almost at an hour, which is wild. All right, what do you think happens with Lamar Jackson? Uh, <laughs> I think at this point, he's probably a Raven. I think what could happen, though, is I Drafting think people – Well, I think he may do that whole trade thing after the draft so teams can give up their picks next year rather than this year. Um, but that would be my only guess if he gets moved. I don't I don't really know what teams could use him right now. I know a lot of teams don't even really have the cap space as is, but I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think Raven probably if I had to guess. I so, think he gets traded on draft day. I'm not sure where I said the Colts, but like I think it's a draft day move. I think someone like shocks the world. Yeah. What their pick, maybe a couple other picks, a player yeah. or something. Uh, yeah. Rogers, please go back to the Packers. I would kill for some kind of anarchy there because people are selling it like Jordan Love is like the next GOAT Messiah and his prices are absurd. See, so, I don't I don't think he's going to go back to the Packers if he doesn't get traded because I'm pretty sure he said he's going to retire and go to the Jets. I know, I know. What I'm saying is like this has been a little bit of like time going on. Like Gunter oh, comes yeah. to reach out and like, hey man, like let's talk. And like they like figure it out or like he gets fired. I don't, I don't know how the situation works actually because like the Packers don't have an, an owner. So, I think they have, they a, have a lot of owners. Well, shut up. All right. They don't have a real owner. I think they have like a president of like football operations. I'm not sure what yeah, the exact like, head title is, but I would be very, I would laugh really hard if Packer, if the, uh, if the Rodgers Jets situation just ends with <laughs> Rodgers going back to the Packers and Jet fans and Packer fans and Jordan Love buyers are miserable. I would, I would get a good laugh out of that. All right, who's going to have the number one pick in 2024? You wrote this. Ooh, this is a tough one. I Ooh, I I can almost see it being the Texans again. Just like they're so inept at this moment in time. But I do want to be a little spicy with this pick. My safe answer is Texans. Even... Texans, okay. My my spicy answer Buccaneers. I was gonna say spicy answer Buccaneers also. Oh shit. Yeah, I don't know. I guess my safe pick would probably be either like the Texans or Colts also. I will I think the Colts I, are gonna have a better season than I'll throw the year, Titans though. in there too, possibly. I was gonna say the Titans. God too. damn it. Why That's are we funny. on the same yeah. thing? Fuck you. Um I'm trying to think if there's anyone else we're like not thinking of really. Um uh, if we're just like listing opportunities, Cardinals, Cardinals could definitely actually Cardinals are probably like the, the favorite right now for number one. If you're thinking about it, new coach, um, no quarterback. It's true. Yeah. I don't even know who did they signed to be their quarterback. I don't know if they got anyone. I could Hang be totally on. forgetting though. Uh, I feel are like they, they did. Call the quarter some shit. 
They definitely signed someone. I don't remember who it is, though. I'm pulling up the depth chart. Uh, their depth chart, as of this, Kyle Murray, Colt McCoy, David Blau. Yeah, all right. They're, they're getting number one. Electric. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It's probably the Cardinals. <clears throat> yeah. I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head. Panthers. I I don't know. Do Panthers, I really actually think could win the uh, NFC no. South. We yeah. got that locked up. I, I First off, I think your division might be under 500, like going into week 17, 18. So. We were under 500 in the playoff. The, whoever made the thing last year. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Once again, like I think it's entire, I don't know. I think it's entirely possible the Panthers could sneak in and win that division with like eight wins. So, yeah. All right. What else is here? Uh, da, da, da. MLB opening day thoughts. We kind of talked about it a little bit. Dude, I love where the Yankees are at right now. Volpe is just incredible on the base paths. I'm happy he keeps on stealing bases. Judge is dominating so far. And I think health is what's going to make the Yankees either true contenders or, you know, flop. Yeah, yeah the Braves have also been killing it. Your camera's gotten worse somehow. How did this Yeah, happen? I don't know what's going you're, on. You're you're blurry. Whatever. The podcast um, the episode's almost all over, so just like just stay with your yeah, uh, I was gonna say that the Braves are killing it too. I saw today that uh, Fangraphs has them at like seventeen percent chance to win the World Series. I think the next closest team was like eight percent. That's so I don't know where they're getting that from, but we are very they're stacked. They're drinking sure. the Kool Aid. Braves once again, like the the tier list, in my opinion, is some combination of like Astros, Dodgers, Padres, Braves, Yankees. Is I don't a, think the Dodgers are up there this year. I think they are. Like, I really think that's like the top five in some order. You got the Cardinals in there too. Call um, Cardinals definitely. They're very good. I'm saying like like they. It, it really, in my opinion, is like a five or six team race. I mean, obviously, it's being. The what about the Mets? Mets have I'm lost joking. Verlander and Diaz to injury, and it's like week one, so. I once again, kind of like with the Yankees, I think health is what's going to separate them. If those are the only two major injuries they have, I think the Mets will be fine. But they're already behind the eight bar with their second best starter and their closer already being out. So, yeah. Yeah, didn't McNeil get hurt too? I don't know if McNeil got hurt. I haven't paid. He like hurt his knee in like spring training or something. I try to keep up with I try to keep up with baseball very well because baseball is my favorite sport to actually like watch. I try to say there's also there's also a lot of like players that I didn't really realize until the first couple of games that were like he just playing by the way. Oh, he is okay. So, all right, last thing before we wrap up, where do you think Shohei Otani gets traded? I 100% think he's getting traded this season. Like, I, I will be shocked. In season? I think he gets traded in season. Good Lord. I, I, uh, I believe his contract is up after this year, so I think he's gone. I don't know, like, if a team even could, like, hypothetically trade enough to get him. I'm going to say the Dodgers. Dodgers or Mariners get him. No, I someone probably trade like he they if they're gonna trade him, they're gonna trade him. I'm just like saying that I don't know if like a team would offer a trade package that like actually equaled his real value. Like they might might make a trade for him, but like it just wouldn't make sense on paper to look at it and be like, oh, these guys are worth Otani, no chance. They have to extend yeah, them, obviously, but like yeah, it just 
I think he's just so much better than anyone who's ever been traded that like it just won't make sense when you look at the package. I know. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I think it will come down to if you trade Shohei, does he sign an extension? If he's willing to sign an extension, I think the value goes up tremendously. If he's a half season rental, I mean, you're still going to get an absolute haul. But I do think he's gone. Like, I think that we will fast forward to like early to mid June. The Angels will be like teetering on 500 or a little bit under 500. And you'll start to hear Ron Wings about him being unhappy. Yeah. I could see him also. I don't know what the odds of this happening are, but I could see him wanting to like stay if he likes it. I don't know if he likes it or not, but. I mean, that's why I said the Dodgers or the Mariners because it makes very clear logical sense. He would stay in LA theoretically. He went to the Dodgers. I think if he leaves, he goes to the Mets. I don't think he goes to the Mets. I I think the Mets' next like gigantic splash is throwing five hundred million dollars at like Juan Soto. I feel like there's it's not out of the realm of possibility to do that for both Otani and Soto. I I mean yes I th- I agree with you. I don't know if if Otani wants to go to the East Coast, so. I don't know. I mean, I money talks, and if Steve Cohen breaks out a two hundred fifty million dollar more offer than than the you know Angels or Dodgers or Mariners or whatever, yeah. But I mean, Shohei, Shohei might get five hundred million dollars. I think he gets more. I don't know. I'm very curious to see what happens. That that'll be an interesting reflection point we also might be overvaluing him it, it'll it'll be interesting you know the, yeah. he, he might have a conversation it might be a pretty good conversation as the most talented player of all time when it's all said and done you might be able to have that conversation now i mean it'd be pretty short is it crazy to say he's not already the most talented player ever i i, I think he I think you can make that conversation now. I think you would get laughed at by like old, old whiteheads who like don't give a shit and like don't like the people who vote for like the Hall of Fame, for instance, like would be like, no, you're stupid. What's wrong with you? I think like people who are a little more like nuanced and younger would have that conversation. But I think anyone over the age of like 45 would be like, no, you're stupid. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, that's tough. Talent is different than stats right now. We have never seen a player do this. And it's, you know, it's two full years of this. It's two full years. No, more than that. Well, no, I don't know about years. full years, but he was a rookie the same year at Cunha was. I don't think he pitched. No, I know him. that. I know that. But, like, yeah. like, being healthy and doing it, he – it's two years, 20, 2021 and 2022, being a hitter and pitcher, where, like, he was, you know, great at both. 2018 was a mixed bag – pitching he pitched 10 games 2020 he he pitched two games and couldn't pitch 2019 he was hurt he couldn't pitch so doing both has been two incredible years of pitching and one year where he wasn't you know incredible but that's it like it's it's two and a half years now of elite hitting middle of the order hitting and I would call it ace level, ace level pitching. Like yeah, yeah talent wise, it's 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 a it's a good conversation to have. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely like 
no question the most valuable player in baseball. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, he he might. I mean, once again, we, I I think we said this last week too. If Shohei gets to ten years playing in the MLB and like is not at the same level, but like pretty good, he's a Hall of Famer. Like he oh, would very. He's probably if if there was no ten year rule and he played five seasons, he's probably a Hall of Famer. I think in terms of. I, it's so hard to say. I, I want people to comment or DM or whatever on this and like add to the conversation too. I don't know. I, I think that that would be so much of an outlier in terms of like baseball history that I don't think it happens. But I mean, already, dude has 24.6 war as of age 28. Like he's on the right path regardless. So, and he's, and he's done something that a hitter my player has never done so i don't know yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens all right i have nothing else to say kai do you i'm good man all right well thank you guys for watching or listening if you made it this far uh i'm gonna go eat some dinner i'm I'm kind of fading yes me too all right thank you guys all right peace see you